Welcome to another episode of the Hat Collecting Talk Show with me, your host, Lacey Artemis. And today I am joined by my friend, Victoria, who is a psychology student, a, a future doctor, if all goes well, a sports shooter, and just generally a Jill of all trades like myself. Um, thanks for being on the show, Victoria. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, this is, I'm really having a lot of fun doing these and I always look for it. Easy to talk to people you already know, but uh, even still. Um, so yeah, in this show, we we kind of just talk about like metaphorically the different hats that we wear and the different factors that kind of affect that. So as you will know, if you're a regular watcher, we have a series of questioning that we go through. So Victoria, why don't you tell me a little bit about some of what you're up to right now? Okay, so <laughs> a lot on my plate right now, just juggling everything, but um, so I'm in my last year of my psychology program. Um, I just switched to the cognitive neuroscience stream. So uh, I'm just kind of finishing wrapping all that up for this year. But of course, it's COVID-19 season. So everything's online, which is giving me a little bit more flexibility um, so that I can also work. I work at a downtown hospital. And I'm an administrative assistant there, so I do that part-time. And uh, I'm also applying to medical school right now, so that application is has to be done by the end of the month. So that is my current, current project that I am really trying to get done. And then what else? I think that might be kind of it for me right now but it's a lot yeah uh no i've been following your um your adventures with uh, all the schooling and tests and classes and it does sound like a lot and i'm i'm kind of glad as much as i love learning and i do seem to do a little bit better in the in the structured environments of like a, a classroom mm -hmm. um i don't really miss like the like if i could just learn and not have to like write the tests kind of thing mm -hmm. i think that would uh so like self-directed learning but in a structured way i think is is pretty good yeah. um yeah yeah the one thing about COVID 19 is that um, teachers have had to reassess how they're assessing us mm -hmm. because obviously you're at home. They can't be monitoring you. You could cheat if you wanted to on online tests. So they've had to um, kind of change exams. I don't even have an exam in one of my courses. We just have like a, she called it an inter integrative essay. So you basically just have to write about your understanding of a topic, which, and it's over a couple of days. So the stress of testing is really taken out of it, which I am enjoying because the testing is always the worst part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I feel the need to, to address something. This is like the, the, the like inner debate of the like the producer versus the host and I because I'm doing both all the time and it's yeah. very challenging for me but I just realized like I nod a lot and don't say anything and that's because I'm trying to not interrupt because like my brain's like oh I want to say something about that but I'm trying to just discipline myself so I just nod and, and keep my mouth shut <laughs> if I can help it yeah. um and you know the, the 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 podcast people will not know that, but uh, I just want the sort of viewers to know. Like I nod a lot and don't say much. That's why because I'm trying to focus on certain things. <laughs> um, anyways, back to uh, yeah. So 
Um, a new question for the show, uh, starting on this episode. Um, how was, uh, I mean, you kind of already touched on a little bit, but like what other ways has pre-COVID been different than now? Like what, I guess I'd say what's different now than pre-COVID with the things that you're doing? So much, so much. So I was, I just said before that I'm finishing up my last year of my bachelor's in psychology. Uh, and I was hoping that it would be in person. I think everybody was hoping mm-hmm. that they would get to go back to school sound like such a nerd saying that (laughs) um i just like learning so i was excited i learned way better in person i have a lot of attention problems so to get myself in a learning headspace at home you can see probably right now my cat is (laughs) like not leaving me alone so i like do stuff at home and Pets are welcome sub-guests. Hey, what's your cat's name? Lily. Hi, Lily. She's, um, she's <laughs> oh, it's a calico. I love calicos. Yeah, she's such a little cutie. She's nine, but she acts much younger. Uh, That's good. You see my arm moving a lot? It's because I'm playing with that. <laughs> I don't have a, a weird uh, thing going on. So, um, but yeah, back to the question. Uh, so... I obviously get to spend a lot more time with my cat, which I like. Mm. Um, I get to spend a lot of time with my neighbors, which is kind of a unique thing that I didn't have before. Mm. I uh, live in an apartment building and it's a really small apartment building. um, But I've really been able to form um, a sense of community. Um with the people in my building, we built a fence around our building together in a little mm. garden and we garden together now. And that's awesome. Little um, barbecues outside. So, and a lot of us are also, my other neighbors are also not working. So mm. it's kind of nice to have time to spend with them. Yeah. I do miss doing other things, but, that kind of is a, a huge change. Mm-hmm. I was kind of isolated in my building before, but the new kind of COVID community that I've created. I'm still working on the kind of, I guess the order of the questions is a bit uh, flexible, but uh, I'm going to move on to when you were younger, do you remember what you wanted to be or do when you grew up? Yeah. So I wanted to be a veterinarian because I love animals um then I wanted to be an interior designer because I really like um it's kind of putting colors together and schemes but that my parents are very Jewish and do not like arts degrees mm. Uh, you know the whole, that's not going to pay the bills, you're going to be a starving artist. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hobby. It's just a hobby. So I got shifted towards um, more uh, academic things. So after that, I wanted to become a social worker because my mm-hmm. father was a social worker, and I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm technically kind of going in that direction, so... Also yeah. Well. So uh, yeah, it's. Uh, 
I just find it interesting to, as I kind of touched on briefly in the last episode, to talk to people about that because, you know, I, I'm curious what the like kind of actual ratio is between people who eventually did end up doing what they wanted to originally uh, and then people who ended up doing something else, but they still kind of do that thing on the side, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's it's nice to hear when people actually are able to go on and do the thing that they wanted to do. And sometimes we think we want to do something and then we actually try it and it's like, oh, no, I actually don't like this as much as I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to because you don't, you're never going to figure out what you really like until you figure out what you don't like. Yep. Process of elimination. You really have to make those mistakes and hopefully you make them early enough, early enough in your life that you get some good years out of what you really do like doing. Yeah. And that kind of uh, plays into also sort of the issue of like age and, and kind of uh, a lot of my friends and myself kind of uh, ended up in like a, like a second career in a sense that we started on one track and that didn't really work out. We didn't really like it. So you're like, okay, I need to go back to school and figure out what I might like better. And then that's kind of what you end up in. And uh, I know a few people that ended up that way and, it's so we've been talking about the that kind of idea that like you know the the common public narrative is that you have to have it all figured out by the time you turn 30 and a lot of people don't especially more and more these days i think and so i want to hear more stories from other people who i know are kind of past that point which i believe you are um right now so okay i (laughs) Uh, yeah, I didn't know. I'd be like, I shouldn't. I, I didn't actually know your exact age, but like, I shouldn't <laughs> go and be like, my guess is this old because that should be something that you choose to reveal. Yeah. Um, but Not yeah, so 30, 30 age. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like, I like to hear from different people and their experiences. And so that other people who maybe are like in their mid or late 20s who are feeling like they just blew it. And it's like, oh, no, man, like there's people 10 years older than me that are where I am right now. So um, don't give up. (laughs) Exactly. I have, uh, well, because I'm doing a bachelor's degree, which is what a lot of people do right out of high school, I have a lot of. Uh, people who are about a decade younger than me in my classes and they're all very confused because a lot of people I think go into psychology out of high school when they don't know what to do. Uh, No offense to anybody out there. If you're in a psychology degree, (laughs) I'm there too. But um, I think a lot of people just think it's going to be a cool, it's cool. It's interesting. They probably liked it in high school. They probably think, it's a good degree to get into because um, you need that kind of humanity. It's not really something that is going to be taken over by a machine that quickly. Um, but it's really difficult to figure out what to do with a bachelor's degree in psychology. You need more than that to become a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Maybe people figure out that they don't even like it when they're in it. So I find myself constantly having to, be the mentor of my peers because they come and look at me and they're like, Oh my gosh, you're 30 and you're here, but you seem like you have everything together. And I'm like, (laughs) how would you say that? We're in the same spot. I have hardly any idea what I'm doing. Hardly. And it took me so long to even get here. I've even after all of my figuring out what I was doing, 
when I was younger and figuring out that I wanted to be a social worker, obviously it changed after that. This is technically my fourth career path that mm-hmm. I've actually actively pursued. First I was in nursing and I switched out of that um, for many reasons. It's not that I didn't like nursing particularly. I just thought that it was maybe not the right way to apply myself in the medical field, that I needed something a little bit different. So uh, I kind of, and I was also very young, very young, should not have been in school, should have taken time off, need to sow my wild oats. And so I did that. Then I went back to school the second time, which honestly, any young viewers, listeners who are here right now watching, listening to us, please don't rush into school. I did that. I wasted so much money. Mm -hmm. Do not rush into post-secondary school. Take some time off. Let your brain mature and just figure out what you want to do. Then I went back. I went back to school afterwards. Then I did so much better in school, so much better, just because I was. I wanted to be there. I wanted to learn, and I did administrative, medical administrative, medical office administration, is what it technically is called. And I got a job at a hospital right away. And I still realized this is not what I want to do with my life. Again, so then I went back to psychology because my grandfather's a psychoanalyst and my uncle's a psychiatrist and I always thought that was really cool and I really understood a lot of it so I thought why not give it a shot I didn't know what other I wanted to go to university so I thought that would be like the only university degree that was interesting to me so then I did it and I was going to go get a master's and a PhD but then I realized how much papers were involved. I don't like writing papers, like lengthy papers. They're a little bit tedious to me. So halfway through my psychology degree, I realized I'd have to backtrack and take the prerequisites to go to medical school and become a psychiatrist. So that's where I am now. Very convoluted. And now we're at 30. I kind of know what I'm doing but I still am going to be in school for another 10 years. Well, four plus residencies <laughs> and fellowships and specializations. Yeah. That, that reminds me of something. I usually try not to like put in too much of my own uh, history in the main episode. I try to save that a bit more for the bonus, but um, when I was kind of at my, I guess, fork in the road about 10 years ago, I went to a, career aptitude workshop i think is what it was called and so i did like a series of tests and it was supposed to basically help you figure out like what you're what you'd be suited to but also like what you'd enjoy my three results were uh engineering which i was interested in and i still am but it's like that was one where like you're just saying it's it's going to be a lot more school and i just was like i was so impatient i was so sick of being in flux and i just wanted to be I wanted to be working and independent again as soon as possible. And so I, I kind of was like, you know what, it'd be nice, but, but I guess not for me. And and I ended up settling on uh, like accounting and administration, which is what I still work in for the moment um, for kind of a a similar, it was the easiest, quickest thing for me to get into. And 
um, provided like stability and like, I have a, you know, an organizational brain. So it worked. And I did want to uh, offer another, a little anecdote to kind of what you're saying before, like, the more I think about it, and the more I've had life experience, I feel like we we really are like rushed through our our kind of youth, and like we're we're pushed into college or or university too soon, and expected like when you're eighteen, nineteen, twenty, like a lot of people have not figured out very much, and you're kind of just like taking shots in the dark, and exactly. it's not. And again, there's the lack of maturity, the lack of experience, and I think if you don't have like uh, like parents or or mentors who are helping to to give you perspective and clarity and direction, you're going to make even more mistakes. And so these are things that just are really occurring to me. And again, kind of why I want to do this show because I want to get that message out there more. That like you don't have to have it figured out by X age. You don't exactly. like. I thought like, I would be married with children <laughs> at thirty, and I am. I mean. I'm not single, but I'm nowhere close to being married and I am nowhere close to having kids. Mm-hmm. I don't have a job. Well, I do, but I don't have like a steady career. I'm still a student. This is, and I'm renting. This is not where I thought I'd be at 30. But at the same time, I'm really happy that I'm here. I'm not, I don't regret any of my mistakes. I don't even see them as mistakes. I see them as learning opportunities that I was given and um it sounds really corny but it's true it's really true I I yeah I I have thought so many times especially kind of in the last like year or two of just all those moments where like something almost went one way but it didn't and like how all of those things had to happen for me to get to where I am right now and it's easy to say like well I don't regret where I am because I'm I'm here and I just have to live it but um mm-hmm. like just I remember one particular example and I'll be very brief with this mm-hmm. uh I had uh an interview at a video game company here in Toronto and like at that time that would like it wasn't for a job making the games it was like a facilities job but it was like a foot in the door and so I was just really excited because it was like that was you know on the front doorstep of my dream job kind of thing and I got a second interview and I didn't end up getting that job which was obviously crushing but they told me that like the only reason that I got edged out was because the other person like the other of the two finalists uh, was referred by a current employee so he got just that tiny edge nepotism it's the nepotism but i mean it is it's such a huge thing it's Mm -hmm. it's actually a lot of my jobs i mean technically my job right now wasn't the fact that i knew somebody as much as it was my co-op placement for school so i had the in but just having the in and not basically like the equivalency of like cold calling a company, trying to get in from the outside. It is so much easier if you have whatever in you can get somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's so helpful. Almost all of my friends have gotten their jobs by also them being amazing people who are well-educated and well-deserving of the jobs. But it just seems to be that you need that extra little, because we have like, especially living in Toronto, Mm-hmm. so many people just yeah. we're all trying to get into the same positions 
So yeah, and, and that doesn't even factor in the you know the other forms of discrimination. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to go back out into the job market now as a, a transgender person, um, I know that I like they they could do it in ways that I'd never be able to to prove. But like a lot of places would come up with some reason why I wasn't a good candidate. And it's like no, we just don't want a trans person, and and I'm white, so like that is a huge help. But it's so I'm just thinking like all the times where I had a much better chance for no for nothing to do with my actual qualifications just because of my skin color which is stupid like but anyways i digress <laughs> on your resume even to like if you have a white person's name it, yeah there have been studies on that yeah really sad i hate i hate in psychology we obviously read a lot of studies i hate reading those studies it's so heartbreaking yeah. i actually um semi-tangentially related, but I did a study. Um, I actually won, I won a competition for my group project. Um, it was a study on how we perceive emotions mm-hmm. in a gendered way. So it's okay. And it's more normal for men to be angry and mm-hmm. for women to be happy and if you see a happy face, you're more likely to think that it's a feminine face than a masculine face. Mm-hmm. And we did that with um, images of babies, which are kind of pretty androgynous when they're mm-hmm. quite young. And uh, we and we and we used um, undergrad students who were about eighteen to twenty five years old. And you would think because we're so progressive now that. And the people who are at university are overall more left-leaning and, you know, liberal-minded people. Um, that we would, I was hoping to not find a, a significant effect, but uh, we still, even if you don't want to, you, we have these ingrained biases for gender mm-hmm. and race and socioeconomic status. It, they're just there. Mm-hmm. you have to yeah that, that they're there not accept them but like accept that you have them in you yeah and you have yeah. to work on them yeah um, and i mean i feel like that's a really good uh bridge into the next question here um uh through all the things that you do uh what uh, and i guess given obviously we have a global pandemic which is which is kind of unusual but um what if any mental health uh challenges have you faced and how have you worked through those i've always had um depression and anxiety that i didn't even know was there Mm -hmm. and then i realized that i had anxiety a couple of years ago um i had really bad test anxiety so my schooling had always kind of being uh, affected by that negatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't able to really reach the potential that I, my full potential that I was capable of. Uh, so once I realized that I had test anxiety and general anxiety, um, and I worked on it, a lot of mindfulness, a lot of, um, I don't really want to call it meditation, but like introspection, um, I do yoga, which I find really helps me 
with my stress levels overall, I'm very stressed all the time, but I, I do it to myself because I'm doing so many things. Yeah. Um, I don't think my stress level is going to decrease anytime soon. So yoga has really been helpful for me. Um, forming a community around myself of people who are there for me and like-minded. I really find I'm, I'm, I'm probably an extrovert with introverted tendencies. <laughs> I'm the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I know you're, you're, I'm, I'm a social introvert as I yeah, like to say. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, like a loner extrovert. I'd probably say, because I love being alone, but I find it really helps me. Like I was so depressed a couple of days ago. I just got outside and sat with my friends for a little bit. Instantly, instantly also being outside is mm-hmm. huge for me. If I can't go outside, the pandemic was killer for the first little bit. Cause I couldn't get outside. I needed fresh air and I felt like I live in the beaches, which is a very touristy area. So having so many people around was really stressful because I didn't feel like I could go outside. Um, without bumping into people constantly that I don't, that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that was stressful for me. But as soon as I got back outside, that was fine. Um, just having nature around in general, animals around. It sounds like such a cliche to like, you know, yoga, nature, animals, friends, mindfulness, but if it works for you, it works for you. I mean, there's a reason why people say that, that you should yeah. have those things. They don't just say it because... Like, I think the problem is when people say that's all you need or that that should work for everyone. Like, it doesn't. But for yeah. some people, it absolutely helps. Yeah, absolutely. I do feel like I still have a long way to go because I'm realizing that I probably have undiagnosed um, issues like ADHD. And I found out recently that uh, almost half of my family is on the spectrum, uh, the autism spectrum somewhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. So <laughs> that was, we, we have not talked enough lately. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So that was kind of shocking to me to find out and really kind of some bulbs went off in my head that I hadn't thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, so now my next project is probably to get diagnosed or try figure out if I need to be diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So that's my next project, but you really have to be, um, what's the word I want to say committed to your mental health, mm-hmm. uh, like making an a- active effort because I can just tell even in my schooling and my relationships, once I started um, actively looking within myself, I think that there was a lot of changes. I'm a much happier person. I don't blow up on people anymore. You said anger management issues. I don't know, but. That's uh, something maybe we can talk a bit more about in the bonus episode. Cause I realized that about myself recently and I'm still trying to figure out what to actually do about it. Ugh. But yeah, yoga? I don't know. 
I, you know what? I actually was just about to start taking yoga classes right when the pandemic started. Ugh. There's a lot of things I was just literally about to do, and then everything shut down. No. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess because uh, we're, we're not doing too bad here for time, but I'm keep it moving along. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so the next question here is, I guess the last question really is, um, do you feel that you have like a, a peak time of day, whether it's like being a morning person, a night person, something in between? Uh, how does that work out for you? Nighttime. I'm an owl. I'm an owl. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. It's, I try. I try. But I think it's a little bit, um, it is slightly genetic. So it's an inheritable thing to be a lark or a night owl. And uh, I, I wish that I wasn't a night owl because I really want to do things during the daytime. Mm-hmm. I love going outside and obviously being a woman, it's not that safe at night to go outside. So unfortunately, unfortunately, even being six foot one and not a little and, and a glorious Amazon. <laughs> glorious Amazon. I'm I'm by no means a woman that you'd want to mess with. But uh it still is always, you know, anxiety inducing to go out at night. So I have been recently going out during the daytime because I started back at the hospital. So I have to wake up early. Thank Mm. goodness. So structure in my life. I really was dying without structure. So getting up early. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like getting up early, but I do like being outside during the day. I still find that I gravitate towards doing more things in the evening hours. I find my brain is the most active and I am pretty creative at night. I find I can't, I need at least three or four hours after I wake up to get the gears turning. I don't drink coffee, so that's uh, no help there. Um, But and I find that if I if I let my cycle free run, which I did during COVID, I was entirely nocturnal. Like I would wake up at 6 p.m., go to bed at 10 a.m. Wow. It was quite the difficult thing to turn that around. I but, imagine. Yeah. I did it. I had to completely restart my cycle of sleep two or three times during COVID because I kept trying to get back to normal human hours. But uh, (laughs) it was, it just, it seems to be that I can stay up all night with no problem. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, Yeah, I know, I know a few people like that. And like, just from what you're explaining or describing to me, I identify like, pretty much inverse to that mm-hmm. um like i have the most energy when i first wake up and my first three or four maybe five hours of the day are like it's just it's starting at the very top and it's all downhill from there um and yeah so i've kind of had that advantage and that like the whole getting up for 8 a.m classes or getting up for 9 a.m job is 
not usually difficult for me, but this as far as like the social life, like that's where I wish You're done with work. Yeah. You were like, you hit the wall, right? Yeah. And like, it's just so frustrating that like so many events that I want to go to don't start until basically when I'm normally getting ready for bed. Yeah. And it's like, so I, I can either like try to nap or I can try to do some later caffeine and, and but it always messes me up the next day, no matter what. Like I was actually up last night. Um, there's a, I was on a, a video, a group video call that I've been wanting to get on for several mm-hmm. weeks. And I finally happened to be kind of wired at 10 PM. And so I got on it and I was up until midnight and I, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it, but like, I'm definitely feeling it today. I love how you're like, I was up until midnight. And I was- <laughs> Yeah, like I said, we're we're kind of inverse. Um, Wow, midnight is a great time to go to sleep. (laughs) It it would be great if my brain hadn't decided that six a.m. was the the latest it wanted to sleep. Um, cause yeah, usually it's uh, not, not that bad, but mm-hmm. cause I, I actually get about nine hours or I'm in bed for nine hours. Most nights, I don't necessarily get nine hours of sleep, but wow. yeah. And I've just, I've always prioritized sleep and I, I feel like that has shown in a lot of different ways, but, um, people think that I sleep too much, but it's just cause I sleep for different hours than them, mm-hmm. but I sleep for usually like nine, well, sometimes 10 hours, but yeah, sleep. People do not appreciate sleep enough. It is so underrated. Mm-hmm. Underrated. We sleep for like a third of our life. Yeah. So it's really important. Yeah. Um, okay. So we are kind of coming to the end of the main episode here. And uh, I've kind of added this new thing Uh as you'll see on the screen, uh, I, I and my guests are both supporters of Black Lives Matter, and uh, we encourage you to support your local chapter if you can. Um, and also, uh, yeah, so I wanted to ask if there's any other, um, whether it's a charity or an organization or um, even just like a, like a particular activist or something um, that you'd like to bring some attention to and uh, encourage people to to get involved with if they can or they'd like to uh so you said black lives matter Mm. i really have been getting more and more behind that because it's something that i think that we all didn't really realize especially Mm -hmm. in canadians especially Mm -hmm. i mean you and me being white yeah that you don't realize how horrible like truly literally horrible it is out there for all minorities Mm -hmm. like being Jewish myself but while still being white I've definitely faced some um you know people who were not so nice to me but I'm not in any way you know, you, you you think that that's bad, but then you don't know what, what like, really bad is. Uh, so I just really think that in, like, 2020, we're still here. We're still seeing these things on the news. Please, please take the movement seriously. If you can, donate money, even a small little bit. I've been crying. Obviously, I've been on um, the CERB for yeah. during the pandemic. 
but I found myself with a little bit of that money that I had extra. And I was like, why not? What better way to spend money of the government's? Than- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, the government certainly doesn't do enough for those people. Otherwise <laughs> um, I can shunt that government money to where it needs to go. I'm more than happy to do that. And yeah, uh, yeah it was unfortunate because of the pandemic that I found, I wanted to get involved with more things during the summertime, but I just, I wasn't able to, but I'm also taking a, um, a free online course in indigenous history through university of Alberta. Hmm. So if you would like to, yeah, if you send me that link, I can put it up on the screen in the description box. Great. Because I think that we also in Canada feel like we're not as, as bad as the U.S. in terms of uh, a lot of things, but we are um, bad. I don't know about as bad, but for Indigenous rights, it is also something that is being swept under the rug for too long. Mm -hmm. There are missing and murdered Indigenous women out there who are not getting any justice. Mm -hmm. So please also look into the um, MMIW cause as well mm-hmm. absolutely um see now the problem is that it feels kind of awkward to go from that serious moment to like let's well you're already wearing your hat but i have to put one on um i don't want to take away from the seriousness or importance of that at all um mm-hmm. but yeah maybe i'll have to i'll have to put that question in a different spot <laughs> in the show next time um what, maybe we should do one thing one thing good that happened this week. Okay. Maybe like, you mean to, to ourselves yeah. or like in our lives? Yeah. Okay. What's one thing you're happy about right now. Um, <laughs> well, th- this is, this is kind of, I guess a bit self-serving, but uh, I don't know if you know this, like I'm pre-recording a bunch of episodes of this before I publish it. This is the the fifth episode, which is the last one that I wanted to do before I published. So I made my goal for the, the public, for the, uh, the premiere uh, next week in a couple of days. And I'm so excited about this project. I'm having so much fun doing it. And I'm just very glad that it's working out so far. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I'm glad thanks. you finally got this thing going because I know you were talking about it before. Yeah, it's and... it's been a while in the making. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I'm happy that... I got to go to my family's old cottage last weekend that we sold when I was in high school. Um, And I hadn't been back there. So it's been, I don't know, however long from high school, 14, says 16 years since I've been there. Wait, that's not math. 13 years since I've been there. And um, (laughs) so I, it was really, um, nostalgic and it made me feel really happy to be able to go back there the person who owns it actually walked us around the property that was kind of adorable but um that was my really nice thing that I did this week that's nice yeah 
Happy right. nostalgic feeling. I just realized I completely forgot to uh, ask you to share your plugs or any of your social media stuff you want to, if people want to find you online, if you want them to find you online, where can they find do that? Me, find me. Okay. My school is hard, but so my kind of side passion hobby thing that I do is that I clean animal skulls and bones mm. and I make art with them. Uh, and like dead insects also so you can kind of see behind me hmm. uh, two, oh. I think I know what we're going to talk about on the bonus episode <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, my username for my art that I do with that is morbid underscore upcycles so yeah it's, it's basically all natural mediums pressed flowers Dead things, wood, leaves, and paint, and a little bit of macrame also. Hmm. I can't be a good millennial without doing macrame. So, yeah, that's my plug. I feel a bit discombobulated for this episode, but I also think it's gone really well. So I guess that's something. I'm having a great time. I'm glad. Um, I think we're going to have even more fun for the bonus episode, which which leads me to, because I always have trouble remembering to say this. So I actually put it in my, my show notes. Um, if you enjoy, uh, if you enjoyed watching this and you learned from it and you appreciate it, please like, and subscribe and you will, uh, get, uh, the next video when they, when they come out, I'm going to be trying to do them weekly. Um, and yeah, if you want to check out the bonus episodes, they are going to be on my Patreon and my uh, coffee page. If that also allows me to do videos. So that's Patreon and uh, coffee, both just Artemis creates and, um, yeah, all my other stuff is at the end of the video, so I won't waste any more time uh, telling you about that. And oh, yes, uh, I have a website for this project. Uh, it's the first time I'm actually remembering to mention it, and it's hatcollecting.com. Um, but yes, thank you for being on, Victoria. This has been very fun, and we're not done yet, but we're done for the uh, the non paying people. Thank <laughs> um, you for having me. Yeah, and you know what? I guess I it's kind of silly. I, you know, what? hold on. I <laughs> uh, I, I want to take off the headphones. I'm not sure. It's that's really awkward. Uh, <laughs> oh, I I, okay, I'm gonna put the hat on properly, and then we can wave goodbye. <laughs> okay. okay, headphones off. I'm gonna carefully put those on my desk. Oh, and, like a cute little poof of hair too. There we go. That looks better. Whoops. <laughs> So, yes, uh, thanks for watching and until next time this is thanks for collecting hats with us 